So I have a story for you. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, there was a little octopus. Oh, what's uh, what's the cute little octopus's name? The little octopus's name is Bruges. Bruges, like uh, like the movie in Bruges. Like the yeah, like the place where the movie in Bruges takes place. <laughs> um. And so, yeah, the the little octopus named Bruges, who's who's from Bruges, actually. It's a really uncreative name. Oh, really? Does Bruges like Belgian waffles? Had this podcast with uh with with it with their partner Ryan, who was a human. Is that like Ian, but pronounced differently? Like R Y A N Ryan. Oh, I heard Ian. Ion. <laughs> 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 Oh, Ion sounds really attracted to you. Um, well, uh, so <laughs> the Octopus Bruges had this little breakfast podcast with their partner, Ryan, and noticed that every time that Bruges would try to log into Skype, they would forget their password. And like, that was super weird. Um, and so they kept creating new passwords and uh, that's the story, that I have had to create a new password for every episode of this show that we have recorded. Are you serious? <laughs> no. Why is that? I mean, yes. <laughs> because I can't remember the passwords that I make. I had this, like, fail-safe, like, set of passwords, um, and they were all in one password. Thank God. I was about to say, use one password. That's the moral of the story, everybody. Uh, password management. Uh, this episode is brought to you by 1Password. Not actually. Uh, if you actually do want to sponsor us, Agile Bits, uh, get in touch. But no, they're not actually sponsoring this. I don't think that they'd want to sponsor us. Why Why would they? I mean, they sponsor a whole bunch of shows. I mean, I would really like like a 1Password for like breakfast. Oh, okay. I see. Like, you know, okay. So there's this feature in 1Password where they let you like make passwords um, I'm telling the viewers this because, of course, Brian, you know this already. And so it can make like actual words for you and it randomizes it. And there's this one password that I have that's actually just a bunch of ingredients. And they, they're not related at all. But that would be a really interesting way to like make breakfast food. It would be like chopped, but one password edition. Interesting. So, uh, hello, I'm Ted Allen, and chefs, your uh, breakfast challenge for this round of Chopped includes, um, let me open one password and make a password (laughs) and see what comes up. Man, we should be sponsored by them. Okay, chefs, uh, your dishes must include these ingredients. Hilltop, Wriggler, which I guess is a kind of fish, Scraggy, uh, I'm gonna say that's a kind of green, Sprain and Tower. Chefs, you have 30 minutes to create your Hilltop Wriggler Scraggy Sprain Tower dish starting now. So, what'd you have for breakfast? I had coffee for breakfast. That's it? Yep, I had a cup of coffee. And then once lunchtime rolled around, I ate some enchiladas. Coffee is not a balanced breakfast, Brian. I mean, I never said I was on balance. I mean, okay, that's fair. You don't owe that to anybody. Um, for breakfast today, I had both Soylent with bananas and peanut butter, and which was, it was delicious. And I also had avocado toast because I noticed simultaneously that my bananas and my avocados were going bad. I'm sorry, what did you call that second dish? 
Avocado toast? Uh, no, you're dating me. It's got to be called avocado toast. Avocado toast. <laughs> it just reminds me of like the avoc- like that little kid unwrapping an avocado for Christmas and he just goes, avocado. What's this? And every time I'm eating avocado toast, I think to myself, avocado I've never heard of this. What is it? Wait, you've never seen this video? No, I haven't. It's a little kid loving avocados. It's a little kid and he's unwrapping Christmas presents and he opens one and he goes, it's an avocado because they just wrapped up an avocado and gave it to him. And he was so excited. Avocado Christmas present. Going into Google. Well-behaved boy gets avocado for Christmas. Watch it. It's so cute. Watch it now. that he got an avocado avocado <laughs> i'm gonna watch it right now too were you as happy as this little kid to have an avocado i mean i was pretty happy it was a pretty good breakfast i had it with a there was a spread of like mayo um which i know is your favorite mm. and i also did like lots of salt and pepper and some chili flakes and a little eggy wag on top one of my favorite, favorite, favorite days ever um, was when you visited New York uh, when I was living there. And we went into Brooklyn and found a little place where uh, we had a bunch of really, really great coffee. I had like three espressos that day. And uh, you went up and ordered a plate of avocado toast for us. And it was really adorable and really great. And that's what got me like on the avocado toast train because I really, really enjoyed it. It was a lot smoother than that because listeners at home... I just like got up because I knew that Brian was hungry and he like didn't want to buy something at this expensive cafe and I just ordered it for him and it came to us. It was V smooth. It was a really, really smooth uh, little move. And if it was our first date, I would be really into that. (laughs) Are you saying you weren't into it? No, no, I I was. But like (laughs) that would be an amazing like first date move. But it wasn't. We've been together for like two years at that point. This is when Brian and I break up. No, no, please don't. Over our podcast. Uh, So today we're talking about, uh, Brian doesn't really understand this this subject, um, so I'm going to introduce it. As so often happens, I guess. (laughs) Clearly I'm the one that's coming up with all of the themes for the episodes. So today we are talking about uh, long breakfasts or like slow breakfasts, whereas like, Last week we talked about quick quick breakfasts um, as a as a quick little little TLDR. Um, I talked about quick oats and how they keep screaming at me. I talked a lot about uh, pretzel croissants. Uh, Brian, I, I don't know what Brian talked about. Brian talked about toaster strudels. Have you ever been in love? Uh, I, I can't say that I have, Brian. Okay, great. Moving on. Yeah, no, last week's episode was a lot of fun to do, and uh, we talked about our favorite quick breakfast. So I guess this week we're doing breakfast that take a while, and whenever I think about food that takes a while, I think of like a uh, slow cooker or sous vide or something like that. Um, what is that what you're thinking of, or are you thinking more about the process of cooking and eating rather than like slow cooked foods? So my the, the theme for this episode to me kind of like, it, it operates on two assumptions. Assumption number one is that most people usually either have, like, one of these two kinds of breakfasts. Either, like, very quick in the morning before work breakfasts or, like, going out to brunch with their friends and family breakfasts. Assumption number two 
is that like to me long breakfast is like something that takes more than 20 minutes to make okay i feel that so things like baked french toast or any sort of baked dish uh what what kinds of food takes longer than 20 minutes to make well i'll i'll kind of like put an example uh this is like I, I'm, I'm actually not sure if i've talked about it on this podcast but it, it's like weird to me that i haven't uh growing up one of our like special breakfasts that we used to make for each other was this kind of like uh it was eggs benedict so it was like poached eggs and hollandaise but instead of making it with canadian bacon and a um english muffin which is canonical um, we used to make it with regular bacon and tater tots. And that breakfast, all everything included, takes like probably an hour to make and time everything. Um, but it's one of the most rewarding breakfasts, you know? Yeah, you've made this for me before. And dear God, it's amazing. Like, you would never expect that tater tots could be a like canonical substitute, but it doesn't need to be canonical. It's just delicious. Well, also, like, I knew because of my relationship to this, like, arrangement, like, this weird, like, like, arrangement of foods, <laughs> if you didn't like this breakfast when we first started dating, I probably would have broken up with you. You made this for me very, very early on, and honestly, I don't know, like, what would have happened if I didn't like it. The I haven't, like, actually screwed up in terms of any, like, food relationship things that need to happen, right? I feel like the biggest one is uh, mayonnaise, which I don't like. I, I think the biggest thing is that you wouldn't kiss me that one time that I'd eaten mayonnaise. That's <laughs> okay. a pretty big misstep in my book. <laughs> that, was, that was a pretty good boyfriend move. 10 out of 10. I really, really wish you could be joking, but you're not joking. That did happen one time. It did. I was like, come give me a kiss. And he was like, literally, no, you would just ate a bunch of tuna salad. I want to make it very, very clear. This is not a bit. It wasn't that my breath smelled like fish, which still wouldn't have been okay. It was that it was the mayo. It was because I had a mouthful of mayo. This is a real thing that happened once, and I regret it a lot. But this is not a bit, everybody. This is a true and actual thing that happened to uh, Bruges and Ryan. I also definitely once got very upset with you because you told me that you'd never had a banana on a sandwich. Okay, I, I, I have no defense. Just so everyone at home knows, Brian used to take butter sandwiches to lunch. When did this show pivot into Brian was a crappy kid? Come on. <laughs> I'm not saying you were a crappy kid. I'm just saying, like, I know, like, sometimes my lunch was like a banana and peanut butter sandwich. And I really enjoyed the creamy taste of butter on my bread. It's, it's a thing. Bread and butter. Do, do you deny that bread and butter is a thing you can eat? No. Bread and butter is incredible. Actually, today when I just made avocado toast, instead of uh, toasting the bread and putting butter on top of it, what I did was I fried it in a pan with butter. Oh. Now that I would take to lunch every day of my life. And just like, like just when I die, just like make my coffin out of like a bunch of bread that has been fried in butter. I think I've talked about this on the show before. I love toast a lot. And my favorite toast is when it's like griddled like that on a uh, on a pan in butter. But I'm so bad at doing that that I, I just don't know how to like reconcile that because I'm not good at making that kind of thing. I'm either like burning it or barely singeing it to the point where it's just kind of soggy with butter. It's really not good. We'll have to like do another uh, YouTube most important meal to teach you how to do it. 
That would be delightful. I would love to be the uh, learning participant in that this time, because uh, last time I made AeroPress, and this time, please teach me how to uh, fry up some bread. Yeah, I remember because I was the learning person the last time we did that, and I apparently didn't learn very much because when we were just on a break, I went to go make coffee, and now I'm drinking it, and it's like the worst coffee I've ever had in my whole life. Wait, it why? Tastes like what happened? I... You know, Brian, I couldn't tell you. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it tastes like I scooped a bunch of, like, like dirt from my garden and, like, boiled some hot water and just poured it over. That's what this tastes like. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So uh, let, let's diagnose here. Did you um, measure it out? No. Did you grind the coffee yourself? No. Did you weigh out the water? No. Did you whisper it a sweet poem? No. Well, there's your problem. That's where I went wrong. Oh, I wasn't nice enough to it. Now it now it heard me say such mean things about it. Well, it it, it heard you blame yourself for the coffee that you made. I mean, I think the heart of every good recipe is a little bit of uh self-hate. A little bit of self-hate. Speaking of self-hate and a little bit of recipe, let's talk about breakfasts that take longer than 20 minutes. You mentioned your hollandaise. You mentioned your uh, delicious eggs, Benedict. Uh, what other recipes for breakfast take longer than 20 minutes to make? Sometimes I wake up in the morning, except instead of waking up in the morning, I'm actually just paralyzed in fear in my bed of the day ahead of me. And I think that usually takes about 20 to 30 minutes. Okay, okay. Um, how are you able to consume that as a breakfast? Because if coffee's not a breakfast, uh, a crippling fear of the day is not breakfast either. I like. I'm really not a fan of your judgment right now, and I I'm think not you being judged. You judge my coffee breakfast. Picks where it didn't happen. Uh, no, no, I'm not taking pictures of my coffee. I'm not good at taking pictures for Instagram, unlike some people here. Tee, follow me at Allison Truge. <laughs> you are really good at Instagram. <laughs> It is a really wonderful Instagram feed. My Instagram is going to sponsor us. Uh, what What is your Instagram going to give us in terms of like financial gain for sponsorship? Fame and fortune. We don't already have that? <laughs> no, we do not. <laughs> uh, one time I made bacon in the sous vide while... Okay, this was weird. This was a chef steps thing. I'll link in the description. But it was such a weird recipe where you just take bacon... That's like unopened, still in the package, still vacuum sealed because, yeah, great sous vide, vacuum sealed, whatever. You put that in the sous vide overnight. Now, first of all, I have real problems for when people say, do something, marinade, do whatever overnight. Because to me, a night could either be from midnight to 6 a.m. or a night can be like 7 p.m. to noon the next day. There's so much variability with saying like marinade or cook or do whatever overnight. And I hate that. Give me like six to 12 hours or something. To be more uh, precise, I think what they really mean is like, you know, the proper eight hours of sleep that a normal like human adult needs to function plus an extra 30 30 30 minutes for existential dread in the morning who does that though who has that little existential dread who sleeps that much <laughs> that's not real that's True. fake news so please be more specific when you say do something overnight anyway you sous vide bacon at like 140 some degrees overnight and then fry only one side in a pan now what that's supposed to do is introduce a different texture profile so one side is crispy and one side is not 
which, okay, I can get with that. And that's part of why I love sous vide so much is that you get texture variants that you really don't get otherwise. But with bacon, it just became like it felt not cooked. And I know that's a critique of sous vide overall, where like things come out and they don't feel cooked, and a lot of people like scared about food safety. But let me assure you, this was not good bacon. <laughs> it was not crispy, and I prefer my bacon crispy. I don't mean to bemoan anybody that doesn't like bacon crispy. Maybe try this yourself if you're into floppy bacon. But honestly, this was not worth the time it put in to make this, and the texture variation just felt wrong was i was i present for this experiment no 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 you were not i was gonna say i i blocked that out if, if that's a thing that we experienced together yeah no i blocked it out too that was my first like sous vide failure and i really didn't like it sous failure sous vide but like no 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 avocado toast is the best pun we can come up with this episode just stop just stop just drink more coffee you're fine you're fine oh what else uh to me i'm wondering if long breakfast like like you say the idea of going out to a diner with your friends and family for brunch can be considered uh long breakfast what was it long breakfast Uh, i forget if we decided on long breakfast or slow breakfast i feel like slow breakfast makes more sense Slow breakfast, yeah, like taking your time. Long breakfast can just be a long line at the diner. Like, uh, slow breakfast can be like taking your time to make something good. I feel like part of that uh, experience and that process is spending time with people just hanging out and slowly enjoying a thing. Uh, when it comes to consuming things slow and not making things slow, I am I cannot drink brunch booze very, very fast because it's the morning. I'm probably hungover and i don't want to drink more so when people are like let's get a bunch of mimosas and things like i just can't do it because i need to drink it very very slowly and that's part of slow breakfast right i mean yes definitely um i i have two instances i have two 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 points to point out point is that one totally agree with you on breakfast booze i can count the number of times i've had a, a mimosa with breakfast and I always feel like any sort of brunch cocktail I regret later. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what did that do for me? Because usually when I'm hungover, like, I mean, everyone feels this way. Like, the last thing I want is more alcohol. But I also just feel like, I don't know, my personal hangover remedy is, like, to get as hydrated as possible. And I feel like drying myself out even further, like, with more alcohol is exactly the opposite of what I want to be doing. Mm-hmm. So that... But also, I don't know, when I think about, like, the the most perfect, like, point that I've seen slow breakfast in practice is when, like, a bunch of my friends will get together and we'll, we know that we want to do brunch, but we definitely don't want to, like, pay a bunch of money to go out for brunch. So, like, me and my friend Kim will come to my apartment and we'll just make, like, a mess of food. And it takes a long time because, like, you know, you got to, like, cook all the, like, hash browns and eggs and, like, sausage and bacon and all that, all those different components. And, like, sometimes we even do, like, muffins, which are really delicious. <laughs> and so all of that stuff together, like, taking really taking time to savor it is so beautiful and it's like i don't know i feel like i i really treasure those moments when i'm like sitting around like especially cooking with my friends because i feel like uh and maybe this is just like the culture of my friend group that's not something we do very often like cook food together but it's so like i don't know there's something really special about like cooking for people that you love and having them kind of like help in the process 
Oh, I agree. Uh, it, so in those kinds of cases, when Kim comes by and you make a whole bunch of food, it's not necessarily the dishes are different, but you just make a lot of food that can't really be made in parallel to each other, right? Yeah, totally. And also, like, like for instance, uh, tonight a bunch of my friends are coming over and we're making pasta. It's not breakfast, but, like, um, we were going to, like, make pasta sauce. And I was just thinking to myself, like, oh, I know how, like, my Italian mother makes sauce, but what about Kim's Italian mother or, like, Xander's Italian mother? Like, we have all of these different pasta opinions. And, like, <laughs> I, I I don't know. I feel like it's a really, like, cool moment to, like, see all of those collide together. Of all of the food cultures that I am a part of personally, uh, my Italian side of my family is very opinionated about their pasta and their sauce and everything. Uh, I, I'm going to link in the show notes John Syracuse's Better Pasta blog post about how he does pasta. And it's amazing. And, like, all the different kinds of nitpicky things you can do to make pasta or pasta sauce better. Are, they're the same kind of things I love about slow breakfast and the kinds of culture that you create by spending hours and hours with people doing food stuff like that like it's it's totally different from the really romantic morning we spent in a burger king for 15 minutes before work together but it's a very different and still equally sweet kind of like spending time together cooking food and doing something and building something together it's like dnd but for your mouth dnd for your mouth is definitely the title of this episode D for your mouth is like roll a perception check to find the cilantro D for your mouth is like roll initiative every moment D for your mouth is making a stealth check to steal your girlfriend's hash browns which you would never do no of course not never 